All right, it is that time once again. We got you covered here on Hit the Book, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. We will get to his shenanigans on social media here in just a second. We have Zach Phillips, producer extraordinaire, alongside me. I'm just, I'm just merely Brad Powers. Let me remind you guys, though, before we get into some Week Zero games, I'm going to run down all six uh, of those games for Week Zero, what we can dive into them. We'll tackle any other week one questions that you have as far as college football. But let me remind everybody, hit the books brought to you by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is to use multiple sports books and always get the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp. BetStamp compares odds across every sports book for games, futures, and player props. Download today. If you're looking to sign up for a new sportsbook account, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash hit the books or hit the link in the description. If you sign up through this page, it does help support the show. Kanish, as usual, um, I, I feel like Zach should be playing underneath our little segment here. So maybe some young and the restless or, or some soap opera. You, you never cease to disappoint when it comes to the bad. <laughs> Well, well, listen, baby. Look, we a little uh, listen. Joey K's not Joey K's not stepping away from a uh, you know a little bit of a uh, Twitter warrior. Hey, we're all in, baby. Listen, that that's if that's what it's got to do, uh, you know, to to start it up. So uh, listen, I'm not. We're not. We're not backing down, baby, on this show. So yeah, a little head to head, having a little fun uh, on there, and uh, yeah, good good day to mix it up. Also, if you noticed. I mean, on time today. I mean, five o'clock sharp. Live shows are back. Uh, you know, right? Let it start. We got people in the chat. We got shows going. So it feels good to be uh, to be back here. Hit the books. Live show. Little week zero. Week one action. Uh, living the dream in the Midwest, baby. That's that's all. You know, that's what we got to say. Uh, I know people are saying bread, breads, each connection. We thought the man would have, uh, you know, uh, we'd be bad. We gave him all offseason to get the connection right. Joey K shows up on time, and he still hasn't got the internet updated. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, we did previews. previews. I had very – here we are. Uh, struggling, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I had nothing opened up. I, I closed – I'll tell you what might have happened. I opened up my Dom Best because our, our buddy Hitman decided as soon as we go live, he's going to release some – preseason plays so i t- yeah i saw that great timing great timing by uh yeah like, like, i had all day didn't really nothing that and soon soon okay. as we go live let me say this kanish uh and hopefully my internet gets better here uh with the internet it, it just never ceases to amaze me we, we finally do a live show and then there's issues uh when it comes to betting i, I want to get this out there when it comes to betting weeks I'm in on almost every game. Have you, what's your portfolio look like? Yeah. I mean, the week zero, week one, uh, yeah, you've, you know, started, started loading up. Uh, I mean, there was, you know what, there was a decent amount. And I know some, some people out there uh, in their Twitter sphere will say, oh, you didn't wait till two hours before the game to start getting down. I mean, these lines, They've been out for a while. There's ways to get down, uh, you know, good chunks of money. So, we, yeah, we know we have uh, – I know we both started building up the folio. Uh, got a decent amount of, uh, you know, week one, week zero action already out there. And now, um, you know, a lot of the, uh, the news – obviously, you know, some of the early stuff's going to be just, you know, basic numbers plays. But now you start getting some of the fall camp reports, some of the information coming out. Um, 
So a little bit of the the updated with what's happened with the rosters, who's driving in and out, uh, you know, the the media. So some of the other shows like that do the hashtag media day, uh, the quotes and that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, some good stuff that uh, that's coming out of fall camp already. So, yeah, and I don't think there's any shortage of uh, of opportunities still still going on. I will get to a bunch of the comments today. I've been I missed all the viewers out there uh, reacting to you guys live. Uh, Dog Guan. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting. I am Kanish. I don't know if you know this. I'm not going to break too much news, but I might be working with your buddies over there uh, back east uh, doing a show or two this year. So that we will. you and I are going to have an interesting dynamic. Uh, maybe I'll have to play uh, referee uh, in between <laughs> you and me. Oh, my love. Which, which group? Which group? The group that you're always feuding with. Oh, the pe- the pizza group. I didn't know. With a barstool Brad here, yeah, gotta listen. Yeah, I mean, so that, that listen, will be a very. They had to. They got. You listen. They had to. Uh, Kelly and Vegas, and uh, they upgrade to Brad Powers. Between you and me, I don't know, man. I I try to I try to work with everybody. Uh, I, I know that uh, you know everyone has their, their fights with everybody. I try to get along with everyone, and then therefore everyone hates me because of it. But it is what it is. <laughs> so that's gonna be. That's gonna be funny. <laughs> I will. Well, I'll I have like, to play referee I, between you and the guys. First off, I, I didn't even come. I just saw the shirt, the 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 creamsicle hat mixed with the BG polo. I mean, you were ready, my friend. Uh, that is a that's a nice combo you got going on there. I gotta tell you, you know, I, I mean, you better. But the ladies on Fremont better watch out tonight if you're going out there because that, uh, that yeah, you got you got pretty nice, uh, you know, sauce going on for the week one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, man. Uh, yeah, I got, I got to impress all, all, all the the people that are in town. Aren't you still on the panel, or did you get did Rovell get you? No, he hasn't got me. Are you still off on the yet. panel? Uh, still, yeah, I'm still on the panel, trying to get in. I'll be it'll be later in the week. Uh, you know, Joey K. As as this company knows, Joey K.'s travel plan sometimes can get a little flaky. Uh, but that's the plan for the moment. Uh, I will hopefully uh, be in uh, sometime on Thursday, but. Uh, Listen, uh, as we know, uh, it's it's you know the traveling these days, especially if you, you, you book through uh, you know certain companies, can be a little risky. So, uh, but yeah, that's the plan for the moment is to be on the uh, the little the, the bet bash panel Friday, <laughs> but I wouldn't be in uh, till uh, till later in the week. Some people are there like now, like Pozzola, he's like at the sports book already, like watching circuit. Yeah, I was surprised. I saw a lot of people rolled in already. I mean, I, I live here. I mean, it's it's. I'm. Uh, I try to avoid. I mean, I'm officially a local now that I've been here so long. I try to avoid the strip and Fremont Street as much as I can. Uh, I just, Jesus. Uh what we might end up having to do is restarting this thing because it's so bad. bad. So I, I apologize for being choppy. I don't know what's going on. You and I literally did 10 hours of previews, <laughs> and we never we didn't have any of this. Uh, it never ceases to amaze me. Uh, let, let me ask you this, because hopefully we can get through this. I won't make this very long. We'll make this 15, 20 minutes, because I see in the comments here. I am able to read the comments, guys, even though the connection is pretty bad. Uh, I'm seeing Hunter Deckers. You and I talked about this. You were way on top of it. You kind of alerted me to this a couple months ago. Uh, what happened was... Obviously, uh, you know, he's going to be out for a significant part of time. I mean, I would say that he's done with the team. Wouldn't you say? Uh, I mean, what we saw was immediate money on the win total under. 
They pulled all the game of the years off the board. They play an FCS opponent. Iowa State does in week one, so that game wasn't even available. But, uh, I, I mean, that's a downgrade of about two and a half, three points. What say you, Kanish? Yeah, I agree. I, you know, that was some of the stuff that, that started leaking over the summer. I didn't think it was going to be as, um, you know, like as blatant just because it was taking so long to come out there. Uh, but then when it does come out, kind of worse. I mean, just, even though the amounts weren't substantial, the fact he's like, he, there was like a video of him saying he knew it was illegal, what he was doing, technically illegal, uh, that got dropped on there. There was, you know, I mean, he's making accounts. I would say the one thing that we're still is like, how many other guys for Iowa State, uh, could potentially be involved in this. You know, we was heard some, there were some offensive linemen in that. Um, but obviously, I mean, Deckers wasn't great, but the downgrade's going to be, as you said, at least a couple of points. Um, how many more people in the program are going to be involved in that? Some of the questions I would have is, and, and I don't know if this will affect college football as much, but with Alabama baseball, when that thing happened where, you know, the coach is trying to get down on a game, they pulled the games for the rest of the season. You weren't able to bat, even when they yeah. were in the College World Series. They never reposted uh, in Alabama. And so, yeah, you said some of the, the you know, Iowa State game win total. I don't know. I mean, there's a chance, like, their games, some places aren't even going to be posted up. People are sort of, like, uh, you know, shook with that stuff. So we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, it's uh, it's it's a little, you know, if you're, you're an Iowa State kid, it's, I mean, it's concerning from a program standpoint of where that's going. But... Yeah, I know there were some people, you know, including your yourself before all this came out that thought they could be kind of a buy team this year. And then, uh, you know, with Decker's gone, potentially some other guys, um, it, it looks like it could be kind of a lost season here. Uh, and maybe Matt Campbell missed his, uh, you know, the opportunity to cash out here for, for his career to, to the Iowa State. You know, it's, it's kind of we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm going to get a few injuries uh, because I think, you know, early fall camp, I'm not sure that people are on the beat as much as following uh, some early camp injuries or guys not on the roster. Wisconsin down their top two tight ends for the year. Uh, Cundiff and, and Esch, uh, Eschenbach uh, out for them. They did get uh, a transfer from Air Force. That was Air Force starting cornerback. That's a positive for Wisconsin, kind of offsetting those top two tight ends. Northwestern's in bad shape. They've lost like four or five of their top recruits for this year's freshman class. They can transfer out. So that they have, uh, you know, lost that and then some. I mean, their safety, Jeremiah Lewis, is supposed to be an expected starter is gone. Just breaking today, or at least in the last 24 hours, Donovan Green, the Wake Forest wide receiver, he's out three to five months. That should affect your power rating. I don't know, a quarter point or something. All this will add up over time. Uh, I would say a key transfer late, very late in the process. Rice loses their top wide receiver, that Rosner kid. He's at NC State. You watch NC State spring game. Uh, they desperately needed a wide receiver. So I thought that was a major positive for NC State. Anything else catching your eye? I, I know it's early in camp. I don't think any any injuries have really affected a point spread, sort of say, you know, other than the Deckers news. Anything that's catching your eye early on at camp? It could be injuries. It could be a quarterback race. Anything that uh, you've read in the last week, Kanish? No, touch on what uh, our man Wade there said in the comments. Uh, yesterday, some stuff broke. Yeah, there was some, uh, and I don't know how much of it was yep. legit, of uh, Dante Moore not being too happy with his role in uh, the you know, at UCLA. He came out and addressed it. Was so, you know, so the rumor mill was churning so much that he came out and actually tweeted it. Um, or, or X or X marked the spot or whatever, whatever you call it now about having to address it, uh, that, that no, no, he's happy in that. I will say he specifically, it was an interesting recruitment. I think he specifically chose UCLA 
because he wanted to start from the jump because he wanted to, that's why he was originally like none of the local schools were in because they had some guy. that's why Ohio state, Michigan, that weren't in because they all had quarterbacks in place. He wasn't going to start. He was like, he goes to Oregon, Nick stays. And I think the biggest thing, I mean, you remember, he called Chip Kelly seeing the opportunity. That was what he wanted was to play from day one. And if he's not the guy to start the season, I think there's a little bit of, you know, I, I could he be unhappy in that? So he had a weird recruitment. A lot of the local teams he wasn't that interested in. It seemed like he was looking for some situation out there where he could get a piece of NIL but also wanted to start from day one. If he's not ready or, they, you know, I know they have a couple other options in Schley and Garbers. Um, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. But I think he's a great player. Um, but – yeah, weird, weird recruitment. Um, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, if 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 he doesn't get the starting job, so uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Something to monitor, especially if he doesn't start that week one game. Um, uh, he would be a guy that, like, I tell you, if he doesn't get, he, he'd be an instant like transfer portal guy if he doesn't get opportunity this year. I would, I would assume. Oh yeah, I mean, I right now I'd say uh, he's either. Uh, not going to start and that'll make him pissed off or he's not going to mm-hmm. get paid uh, and that'll take him off. So uh, there were some red flags in his recruitment, very yes. weird recruitment to say the least. So uh, we'll see what happens there uh, in, in the chat uh, that I can read. I, I know my internet connections in and out here as far as the broadcasting and I apologize guys. I don't know what the hell is going on. I didn't do anything different uh, than what I've done the last 10 shows. Uh, South point game of the years for me. They were they should have been good. You and I were texting back and forth over the last twenty four hours uh, on these. Uh, they were solid, but they should have been solid. I mean, this stuff this market's been out for a couple months. I uh, had five or six different books. Uh, there was a couple of what I call virgin lines that on games that we, we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, advantage. I laid seven with Pittsburgh against Cincinnati on uh, week two. That that line wasn't out yet. Uh, Penn State. I laid eight. I know I'm chalky, but I I laid eight. Uh, think there's a the disparity there uh, i was pretty much anti-illinois i know you and i kind of like illinois but i thought uh the guys a little too much the, the hall there. of famers at south line. I, 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 nothing major the big one for me for ohio state i laid six and a half against notre dame i had like four or five bets already on the buckeyes on that game so I just, I, I'm telling you guys, it'll be the, it'll be the new story of the week when that game, when they, when you guys flick on your TV and you see Ohio State with more fans than Notre Dame, I, I just think that's deflating for no, Notre Dame, the, the team when they come out and they see all the red. And I also think, I don't know, I just, I think that's a short point spread for two, two programs that have been disparate over the last 20, 25 years. So, uh, get, give me Ohio State in that one. Uh, Michigan, uh, Charles in, in the chat, uh, and the books are fighting back. Taken down. I don't know. <laughs> I was fine all morning. I've been on the net all morning. I, I don't know what the deal is. Michigan laying the points week one. A look. Uh, you laid the points with Michigan, but that was prior to the Harbaugh news. Has it been official? I know Harbaugh's likely out. Is the OC and some other coaches out though for week one, Kanish? Yeah, that would be the the you know the concern is that uh, Sharon Moore uh, is looking at a one game suspension, so he'll be out. They do have Kirk Campbell on staff, who was OC at Old Dominion for a few years. Uh, now the quarterbacks yeah. coach, so I would assume he would take over play calling, which I do think is if you're going to lose Harbaugh and Sharon Moore, uh, that makes a little more sense in terms of the move. I had originally. Uh, 
bought some 34 and a half. I, I found a 33 and a half after some of that move. Uh, added, I actually see you're, you just talked to Hall of Famers uh, at South, but I think there's still, uh, it might be, a, you know, this is kind of bounced back now. There's still some flat 34s out there. Um, I would say now, if you can find a 33 and a half, I don't know if one still, it was at FanDuel the other day, but I think they moved it. Um, that, that would be still a buy point for me. So I'm in. I'm a little underwater on some uh, 34 and a half. Added some 33 and a half. A um, little bit more of an ECU fade. I know the OC thing is going to be, a, you know, can be somewhat of an issue, but ECU breaking in new quarterback, new, they lost their best playmaker in Keaton Mitchell. Their wide receiver room is uh, pretty brutal. So um, I, I, I don't see their defense really having much success against Michigan scheme. So, yeah, I think if you can find this as one, be a little patient. If you can see a, a 33 and a half there, uh, I'd buy that up. Uh, but you can kind of wait around now. Um, we'll see what that happens. And once the, you know, once the official uh, suspension comes down, if, if more is going to be included or not. Uh, trip in the chat with the clock, not stopping careful, laying big points. Uh yeah, I mean, I, we we priced this around right around two and a half points as far as what the, the the new clock rules. So, I mean, you probably lose the possession. I mean, I historically though, I mean, at least recent history, uh, I mean, the trend lines have been good for the big favorites. To be honest with you, the, the, the separation between the haves and have nots in college football is only getting wider. So, I think there's hesitancy on guys like myself to lay big point spreads, and sometimes you get a bargain on some of those teams, Kanish. So. I think Ralph Michaels, uh, he's you know always got those historical trends. I've been really good, I think, for for the big favorites. I'm talking recently. I'm not a big trends guy anymore. I, I used to be, but uh, keep that in mind as well. I, I do believe in the gap only widening in college football, and I think it's only going to continue to widen. Uh, JT Moon in the chat. If only uh, Poji was still around. Uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you, he's. What's your thoughts on Bit Poji at Charlotte? I'm kind of buying it. He's an interesting character. It can't get any worse at Charlotte. I actually like that out of the box hire. Yeah, I, I did too. Uh, I think you know the uh, what's his name Feldman had a great story in regards to uh, the, how much he changed the culture at Michigan, how much he helped out there. I think buying long term this year might be a little tough one. Uh, you know, I think he's got a you know quite a rebuilding job, but you know he's going into a situation at Charlotte where. Uh, it's not like they have a high bar for success there, so uh, I do think he'll he'll be able to get them um, to to a to a higher level. Uh, yeah, if he'd obviously be the interim if he was still around, um, but there's no shortage of guys that they have on staff uh, that can you know kind of fill in. But I would expect uh, maybe you know week one Mike Hart's kind of the the interim coach there, uh, you know depending on it. So I think they'll be okay from a coaching standpoint. Um, and I will say you mentioned the trends. I saw Trip in the chat. He's a bully. There are some coaches. Um, uh, that's kind of where, you know, that uh, that intrinsic knowledge of college football that, that are not going to, like, just shut down. And I think that's even more of a – not even just coaches being aware of the spread, but, like, you want to get your guys, your twos and your threes, like, real reps. Like, guys aren't just – you know, like, th these great teams, you know, in the, in the college aren't just, like, handing the ball off and running, like – ISO or, you know, fullback dives when they're up by 30 or 40 in the second half. Now, I think you see a lot more teams bringing in their twos, bringing in their threes, and really running their offense. I think you've seen Saban change to that. Harbaugh done it. Urban Meyer was famous for it, where they're going to run their offense. doesn't matter who's in there. They're going to run their offense. They're going to run their tempo. doesn't matter. 
uh, what the score is. And I think that's the right way to do it. Why am I going to bring my, you know, second string in and have them, you know, run like one play that we're never going to run? You want to get your guys real reps, especially early in the season. Um, and especially guys that have stuck around, you know, Michigan's got a, for instance, they got a backup quarterback senior transferred in from Indiana, Jack Tuttle. Like that guy doesn't want to come in there and just like, in the football off. You want, they want to get him some action, get him some passes, get him a touchdown. So yeah, I think that, uh, I think that has some merit. A lot of comments. I thought I was going to, it might've been a slow show today. Uh, <laughs> I like had this plan out. Oh, let's run through all the, you know, a few of these. Trevor in the chat, Bama struggle on the road against the spread the last two years. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just sloppiness. I mean, turnovers, uh, penalties, uh, you know, just it's one that it was a red flag. I'll be honest with you, because I mean, I think it's one of the reasons why a lot of guys like myself are on the under 10 and a half wins. And we have not been in the past, at least recent history, willing to go under an Alabama win total, but we're a little more, you know, optimistic that that's going to cash this year uh, because of the struggles. And that was with Bryce Young at quarterback. Now, I don't know what they got at quarterback. Some early camp thoughts looks like Milrose the starter right now. Ah, oh, man, I, oof, I, that is not great. I mean, if Alabama, I, I, I look a lot of people, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of college football love Alabama's roster. What do you think about the under in the uh, Florida Utah game? Well, it's on the move, and reason being is you got a starting quarterback for Utah. That's a question. It's questionable, in my opinion, and. Yeah, some of some of the info uh, out there, you know, was looking at Cam Rising now. Um, you know, I know publicly they're they're kind of saying some of the right stuff, um, uh, but some of the you know some of the word out there is kind of they might be looking to to kind of just focus on the Pac-12 uh, and, and get him ready for uh, the Pac-12 to try and you know do the three B focus on the the conference play. I don't know. He definitely, yeah, I would put him in that you know that questionable. And you've seen the number tick down a bit. Um, in terms of, you know, it even hit 10 at some places. Uh, I, I bet a little eight uh, recently here in the last, uh, actually the last 24 hours, just thinking that if rising, the closer this gets, uh, I think there's even one uh, uh, eight and a half out there, but eight at a few shops, seven and a half, uh, the worst. That's when you've seen the total come down. You've seen the, the price come down. And if rising doesn't play, that, that one's going under a touchdown. So, uh I don't blame people for, and you know what, we're, I mean, we're less than, you know, three weeks out here. Um, I grabbed a little Florida. Uh, I'm not yep. going to, you know, build the, the greatest case here that I think, you know, Florida's going to be a great team or anything this year, but Utah's offense is, is not the same. That game's going to be an absolute grinder without rising. Um, so, yeah, I think you can put yourself in uh, somewhat of an okay position right now to grab a little piece of Florida and, and see what happens on the rising news. Because right now I'm leaning towards uh, – little bit more skepticism uh on his availability for that game agree uh florida and utah uh florida and the under for me are in pocket i'm not even gonna mention the prices i got <laughs> so i won't i won't even go there i still think there'll be some slight value on florida at the eight and a half uh because i agree with you kanish i the, everything that i've read this offseason says he's even if he does play he's not going to be near 100 percent. i want to get your thoughts on this notre dame navy game i'm in uh you know a lot of people oh, are disagreeing with me uh, I'm on the over. Uh, that, that's what I love. Week zero, it's the first game of the season. Uh, I just think it's, an, you know, I don't, I'm not a trend guy, but I watched this, this series my whole life. I think it's a perfect over series. Basically, Notre Dame can't replicate 
Navy's offense, even though I see it every year, they have, they struggle to defend it, the option. They can't replicate it in practice. Similarly, on the other side, Navy's defense can't replicate Notre Dame's offense. Notre Dame's upgraded a quarterback significantly this year. I watched last year's game. It was over. Uh, it was over the total 20 minutes in the game. So what's your thoughts on this Notre Dame Navy total? I still like over 50 and a half. I can't wait for this game. I mean, I've you and Fez are going head to head. I know some people in a couple college football chats. I'm in where we're going head to head in this one. It's gone over. It's gone back under. Uh, I mean, this is I can't. This is, and it's you know what first game of the season. It's in its own time slot. I just can't wait for the bragging rights for this one. Forever cashes this. I don't even have like a, a you know a massively strong opinion on this game. Uh, I thought Navy, you know, getting twenty one was you know kind of a a smallish play for me now, mostly around, you know, 19 and a half, 20. Uh, I know you are bullish on the over. I know some other people bullish on the under. I, I'm just, I think you're going into this big unknown here of like, what does the Navy offense exactly look like? How much I feel like, how much of a, you know, passing attack, you know, increased passing attack are we going to get? Is it going to be efficient? Are they actually going to play it? How prepared is Notre Dame going to be for it? So I, I think this is one much like, uh, you know, what we've talked about, you know, in the Big Ten preview with Wisconsin doing this dramatic shift in offense, it's like, I don't really know what I'm going to get here. So I know yeah, you've had a strong take on it. Some other people have had strong takes the other way. I don't really have, I don't, I don't have, because I think I'm getting this massive unknown quantity uh, that I don't really know what it's going to look like. So um, yeah, I do. I mean, from a, from a Notre Dame standpoint, Hartman should really be able to cook uh, a lot of what Navy is going to be trying to do here in the secondary. So I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, yeah. you know, Notre Dame, you know, really try and lay a number here in his first start um, at home. So if they were able to get, you know, 35, 42 themselves, uh, then, you know, you should be in pretty good shape there. Yeah. I think they're very capable of it. Uh, you know, they got 35 in the first half last year. So, uh, and that was with a shitty quarterback. Now, I will give Navy credit. They adjusted. They went all out, cover zero blitz every single play in the second half. Notre Dame couldn't do anything. But there were some hot routes that were missed by Drew Pine. Uh, so, yeah, Notre Dame team total over, I kind of like. I think there's obviously correlation. You like the over, you're probably going to lean more towards the Notre Dame side. You like Navy uh, against the spread, you're going to lean more under there. Uh, let's get to a few other games here. Ohio-San Diego State. Our first pick that we gave out as far as a week zero, week one game was courtesy of you. You liked Ohio. You said, hey, guys, we got to get this critical five, five and a half number here, <laughs> a key number in football. We can't let the market play out and go to six. We got to take care of five, five and a half. But I agree with you. I want, I was pouncing, ready to bet Ohio. We went ahead and went for it. Uh, the market is not bought back at all. I, in fact, I think it probably closes three. Uh, anything that you've read here in the last couple months that has you off Ohio, I still like to play Kanish as long as we're getting more than three. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I know if you can, there's still some three and a halfs out there. Uh, I'd still play that. There had nothing that's, uh, you know, Rourke looks everything good to go. Um, I think Ohio, you know, you know usually I don't. Mac teams out of conference on the road, and you know, in, in the non-con isn't exactly my you know wheelhouse for love, but um. I'm I'm not a buyer on on San Diego State at all. Uh, I think some of their you know offensive uh, resurgence. It seems they've kind of gotten away from from their identity, which worked for a while. I don't think their defense is going to be as good. I don't think this new scheme where we're going to try and throw a little more um, is going to work particularly well. Uh, and I just don't think they'll be able to keep up uh, with what Ohio can do uh, with their passing offense under Rourke. So um, you know, it's one of those where. 
you know, if you don't like the Mac teams when they're, you know, going out and they have this massive talent discrepancy, uh, you know, in some of the, I don't feel like this is, this is one of those games here. Uh, and, you know, first week, I'm not, I don't think the travel is going to be any type of, you know, if this was mid-year and you're having to go out of conference, uh, you know, to the West Coast, so it doesn't make as much uh, sense for me. So to me, I, I still think three and a half is good there. Um, and it probably trades. I think you will see some buy if this gets goes through the three, some two and a half. I think then you'll finally see some San Diego State buyers. Yeah. I'm sure there's some people that you know sat out, you know, like us, grab some numbers early that would want to trade some back there. So um, yeah, and I see a little bit of the screen lighting up now. So if you still have a three and a half, that's uh, I would still grab that. Um, but I think you probably see this close right around the three mark. Agree. Uh, another interesting matchup as far as at least the competitive point spread. UTEP Jacksonville State. We've seen a lot of money come out. They're going way back and forth. Yeah, uh, uh, I played around a little bit. I saw three points off of one bet. Not even a big bet. Uh, so I played around. I, I originally bet Jacksonville State. Took some three and a half on UTEP. Was very happy. Bet uh, fly movement as far as my power ratings go. Uh, I, I thought you know. UTEP deserved to be about a one-point favorite. I mean, that's what I have in my power ratings right now. So I don't see any value right now. I mean, obviously, Jacksonville State's an unknown, new to the FBS. Rich Rod's still a decent coach. I mean, don't believe me. They're a pretty good FCS team last year. Went 9-2 and two in his first year. They'll be fired up to play their first FBS game. I will say a matchup advantage for Utah and why I've agreed with the movement from UTEP, UTEP going from dog to favorite. That UTEP offensive line is really strong. Four starters mm-hmm. back. I mean, I, you, you turn on the tape against Boise State. I mean, that was super impressive. I mean, they didn't even try to throw. They just lined it up and mashed Boise State on a Friday night last season. And then, you know, watching some Jacksonville State film, they got some athletes on the defensive line, but they're massively undersized. So that is one to keep an eye on where UTEP might wear down Jacksonville State in the second half of that one. But right now, I would say only lean UTEP. What say you, Kanish? Yeah, no, I like I like your uh, the cap there. I think you you know Rich Rod teams have been notorious for uh, you know he likes to run that three three five stack. They or they like to be undersized. Doesn't match up well. I, we, if if you were around when he was at Michigan, it didn't work very well in the Big Ten that defense. Uh, and, and you know it was a little better at Jacksonville State, but uh, you know as you said, I think that's a uh, a very savvy analysis there. That you know you know teams that can line up and pound them hasn't been great. And on the flip side. I do think the Jacksonville State offense, uh, you know, will be pretty potent this year. It's a team that I think, you know, in the uh, the revamped Conference USA will be able to to get some people. But, um, yeah, don't totally love the matchup for them. Um, but I agree with you. You know, I was really – it was steaming there. I think it got up to two – I don't know if you caught a three. I was kind of – I got a little greedy, was looking for a three uh, on UTEP when it was steaming on Jacksonville State. Never happened. Now it's bought all the way back, so – don't have a position on this one as it stands now. I think the number's all right, but I agree with you. Gun to my head, uh, I'd play UTEP, but uh, I haven't invested uh, either way. As you can see, there's some disagreement in the market there. You can get both teams uh, a little bit extra juice. Uh, M. Halbany in the chat, I'll get to a couple of his questions. Georgia, Tennessee, when I lay seven and a half with Georgia in the game of the year market, I didn't bet that one. I, that, that sounds about right. I think I have you know, Georgia's nine by nine, so maybe a slight edge there. Not worth, for me, I would not for a point and a half. Uh, not through any key number. I'm not tying up my money on that one. But I have Georgia 9 there. Uh, UTEP under six wins also by him. A question. I bet over five. I made it six. So I, I don't see value there. Uh, I bet over five on UTEP. Did you do anything on their win total for, for the minors? No, I actually um, 
Actually, actually, I bet a little. Uh, I know we talked New Mexico State on here futures, uh, but I also bet some UTEP uh, when there was. I think there was a sixteen to one. Uh, might even like I've got a, some piece of sixteen, maybe a little twenty, and a little even a little fourth. So honestly, I think uh, as you said, they they're a little. Uh, I think they can be live in conference. Here's one uh, conference where I thought some of the longer dogs had actual value. Um, so if you haven't listened to that conference preview, cue that one up. Um, but no, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't. I don't want to play under six there. Um, I think yeah, numbers about right. And if anything, I, I'd lean them uh, to actually go over that at, at six. Love the money coming in Ohio. Uh, keep in mind, guys, if you're a, a like, hit, make sure you're hitting that like and subscribe button. Kanish gave it out what five, five and a half about two months ago so yeah uh, yeah that, that was when we you know we it was kind of uh, we were trying to you know find some value uh, early that we thought would close uh pretty well and i think that one uh you know even still has a little bit so let's talk about one you and i as we get through the, this month might have a head-to-head uh the I match i feel like i know where you're zero. going yeah the matchup the, the headliner it is it's on the espn saturday night game we're talking Massachusetts, New Mexico State. Oh, New Mexico, I thought, New Mexico State. I, I, I thought you. I, I thought you were going the the care the North Carolina, South Carolina. No, I'm going. But no, you asked. We're going to the bigger way, though. You asked New Mexico State. Is game day going to be in? Uh, you know, in Santa Fe. I don't think so. I think they're going to Atlanta for the Jackson State, uh, South Carolina State game. Uh, oh, well. If they put the, I will say the guys in the chat, if they put those numbers up, we'll be firing on this program on some FCS. That's what I've been working on lately here. Uh, what say you on Massachusetts, New Mexico State? A lot of money on the under, some money on the dog here. Uh, I know you kind of like New Mexico State. I do too this year. I just don't – a team like that, I can't be laying more than a touchdown with. Uh, and I think Massachusetts defense is legit. Uh, and they were, at least for them – by their comparison, I mean under Don Brown last year, I thought they did a good job. So I think you we're I think we're looking at a 24-17 type of game. What say you? Yeah, I'm I'm with you here. Uh, you know, and I, and again, I like I like New Mexico State this year. Um, I think they got a chance in the Indian Conference USA. I love what Jerry Kill has done, but again, this is gonna be a pretty uh pretty tough one to stomach all around from a uh, you know a watchability standpoint. You know what you might want this is this the same time at Ohio San Diego State. I'll definitely have the Ohio game on the main, not this one. Um but as you said, I mean total now in the low forties. Um it's a Don Brown as you said, Don Brown, what can he do? But he can coach defense. Plus super aggressive style, that man defense. I think a lot of teams struggle like Ohio State didn't struggle against it, but uh, you know, when he was at Michigan, that defense, you know, for for the majority of the season was lights out. Inky's turned it around in pretty, you know, quick fashion. He's got a lot of recruiting trials up there in the Northeast, too. He's been able to find some gems in terms of players to get in from the portal and from the, the, the Yanks. So, yeah, I think that defense, are, the offense is still going to be terrible. Um, but, you, yeah. you know, their defense oh, yeah. should be pretty formidable. And as you said, New Mexico State team, you know, to lay over a touchdown here, um, yeah, it, it's one that I'll that say. And I know you had given out some, uh, I think you were able to get some 10 early. Jumped on yeah. some of that with you. Um, I think that this is a one of those games that kind of uh, you know if you like to take uh, to middles. If you grab, if you were with uh, you know the the power steam early on some of the, the you know the ten, um, it's a really nice middle game. I think it, it's another one that uh, you might see close around seven, and there'd be buyers at six and a half. Uh, I think it's between seven and ten middle shot uh, has is real live here. So um, yeah, I think it could be an ugly one, uh, but yeah, I wouldn't. Um, it would need to come down further for me to, to get any interest in New Mexico State. 
couple more questions in the chat, and then we will see if we can get a best bet for today's show for those that have stayed with us through the technical difficulties. Again, I apologize on that. Uh, did you do anything with Arkansas State? I did bet under four and a half plus money. I, I, I certainly lean that way. Uh, no, I don't have a, I don't have a either way. That would be the, the lean I would have. Um, but I didn't take a position on Arkansas state either. Uh, Santa Fe, Santa Fe, New Mexico. I know it's, I, I, I got to look up the city to back to the Cruces, Las Cruces, baby, Santa Fe. Uh, yeah, at least uh, you know it's a thirty minute drive, maybe yeah. to Santa Fe. Either either way, in beautiful New Mexico. So uh, yeah, hey, hey, there's no no shortage of great towns in the the great you know the great plains, great great west there. <laughs> great Southwest. I've been there. I was there last year. I liked it. Honestly, Las Cruces, not too far from El Paso. I can see why there's a rivalry there. Uh, let's get to uh, a couple more questions. Andrew in the chat, Minnesota six and a half again. Fourth on now. I don't know. I'm kind of down on Oscars a little bit this year relative to expectation. I'm Matt Rule's done really well at all of his FBS jobs, but he's had seasons at these jobs, whether it be Temple or uh, so. I kind of that, you know, article that came out about Fleck and the culture. I mean, that, that always concerns you a little bit, but. I, I think that was kind of much to do about nothing, uh, nothing there. What say you, Kanish? Uh, you know what? I actually, there was a, I think Circa opened a flat six. Uh, so I played some Minnesota there. Um, to be yeah, honest I with you, uh, I w- if I didn't have that six, I'd be adding a little uh, six. It's not a game I want to have a massive position on, but, you know, my, our, we did the Big Ten preview. My favorite win total, uh, that was was Nebraska under six and a half. Uh I'm not – I think this Matt Rule year one, based on the roster he inherited uh, and, the, and the offense that they're trying to run there, um, can be pretty – no, no, Minnesota's not a team that's going to, you know, light you up from, uh, you know, offensive standpoint themselves. But um, I, I just think, you know, at Minnesota, they'll be too – I don't think Nebraska really has the the formidability on the lines and the trench depth to go head-to-head with Minnesota Yeah, I think it's a, it's a style of play that Rule wants to get to. I don't think they're there yet. Um, I'm not sure Nebraska can uh, can really keep up there in, in, in this one. So I know the, you know, the mid-40s total Big Ten game, uh, you know, doesn't scream you want to lay a bunch of points. But yeah. I laid six. Uh, if it gets, you know, I, I I would wait on this one um, to see if you can get a flat six. Uh, I don't think it would dip too far under that. Um, but if I, anything, I'll I bet more go, Minnesota if that's the case. I would agree. I would agree there. So, yeah, I, I'm going to, you know, sit on the position I'm at uh, and see if uh, – I can get add a little more at uh, better numbers. A couple more games when the market's basically t- painted ten. I mean, around a relatively key number. If you can get that, I mean, I would make that bet on FIU against La Tech there in Week Zero conference game. Getting that hook there, we'll see though. Uh, I'm not wild about laying double digits in a conference game in Week Zero. Uh, Hawaii live dog. I I do lean Hawaii against Vanderbilt. I preferred them against Stanford though. Uh, that's the Week One game. Uh, I'm I'm there uh, on week zero. I would lean that way uh, with Hawaii. What say you, Kanish? Yeah, I'm with it. I played a little uh, Hawaii early there. I know it's come down a bit. Uh, it's you know a little tough there, but um, I think we'll see. I can I think let's kind of see a. I'm a believer in the Jimmy Chang uh, era, at least offensively. Uh, I think it'll be a. a a little bit more potent offense this year in a team that uh, you know, especially when you're you're going to Hawaii, has um, can, can be can be a little bit more you know difficult to play there uh, on the island with Rob. So I'm I'm kind of a buy, not a buyer in terms of like they're going to do anything fantastic in terms of a buyer that uh, I like them to you know cover some of these uh, you know sp- spreads early on. Um, 
and I saw we. I know we gave out uh, Iowa under in the Big Ten. The I, I kind of already knew the Iowa State anymore. thing coming out there. That didn't change. I haven't bought off my position. Still on under eight and a half there. there um, I, I don't. I, I'm. I, it's more of a. And I know that game now it becomes more winnable. Uh, first of all, I don't. I don't think it's a lock. Like I don't think going into Iowa State you can play. I mean, they, they, this is not the. You know, the Cyhawk game is not one where you know fantastic QB plays been part of the end. So, um, and I know they have a pretty easy schedule, but I, I'm not a. I'm not a believer in the Iowa program, uh, to, you know, but kind of what they so. Uh, and I think some of the teams in the Big Ten West are right there with them in terms of that. So, yeah, I, I'm still on the under eight and a half there uh, and haven't taken any off of it. Paul in the chat, UConn plus 17 on that first Thursday night against NC State. I did bet UConn uh, in that game. Uh, 18 is the number I got. I think 17 or more I'm fine with. I'm anxious to see what NC State does offensively, though. A lot of money on the under for a team that's going to a heavy pass attack. So, I mean, I'll probably talk myself into maybe an over bet there in that game. But uh, did you play any Connecticut on that opening Thursday night? Um, no, we, I was actually – there's uh, some folks that were uh, looking at me to actually, you know, play back. So we were kind of kind of waiting in the weeds there to see how, how far this one uh, would, would dip All down. Right. I don't think we'll we'll see a 14, but I, I agree. It's kind of a – if you get a 17 and a half, 18 early, that was uh, a good buy on you. I'd probably be back – be back on uh nc state at some point if this keeps coming down uh but where it's at currently uh no, no strong opinion let's talk that north carolina south carolina game that'll be oh, the game baby. Baby. Uh, yeah uh we're seeing some money on north carolina yeah i'm not afraid to admit i'm part of it uh i think three is a good number though uh we'll go head to head i think eventually on this one mm -hmm. as we get closer but when you know you i guess and you like south carolina in this one well, I mean, I think this is one that if you're, I mean, if you you haven't bet North Carolina, I think you kind of miss. Uh, it's one where if this gets through this three, uh, I think I'll have to. Uh, and again, it, it's more of a, for me, yeah, yeah I, I am not a like, uh, you know, someone that's going to be, you know, sell you on South Carolina uh, as like, you know, a, an absolute juggernaut. Or it, this is more of a North Carolina fade for me. I, I'm not high on both teams to either one. It just be one. I'd be playing a number there at three and a half. I know it's it's see a juiced one at Caesars. Gonna wait a little bit more. Uh, see, I, I you know some I know yourself and uh, some other you know serious people I know were were coming in on North Carolina uh, pretty heavily. So this is one I think uh, I'm gonna keep you know waiting. Uh, see if I can get uh, a cheaper three and a half uh, and see what happens more towards game day. But we'll probably be on South Carolina there at some point. Two more. Uh, these are the last two. I promise. Uh... Onion Man, uh, Illinois against Toledo. I do still like it. I know there's some Toledo money coming in. Uh, Toledo's probably a little bit better than what I originally thought, going through deep diving them position by position. But I still like Illinois up front on that offensive line against Toledo's main question mark on their entire team to me is their defensive line. So I just – and look, I, I watched last year. Everyone told me Wyoming, Wyoming, Wyoming against Illinois. And everyone bet it left <laughs> and right. And Illinois yeah. just fucking smashed them at the line of scrimmage. And I just – Bielema, if you go back, he's building Illinois like Wisconsin. Wisconsin in these games against a uh, group of five teams, he would just run right over them and continue to smash them. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're going to crush him, but, man, I would lay the nine and a half still. I mean, I think the number should be at least ten. That's me on the Illinois-Toledo game. So, But th there seems to be some resistance there. Uh, what the hell? I'll, are you against me on this one? No, I think that, you know, just from a, like, you know, if you're a raw number perspective, I don't see a ton of but a value, but in, in a styles make fights thing, as you said, with the comparison that Toledo, I mean, what they really struggled with last year in the Mac 
was you know was was stopping the run and controlling the run, and now going up against a team that's going to uh, have you know a significant upgrade in offensive line and strength of power. I, I just think I think it's a bad matchup for them, uh, where where they would need to do a lot on offense uh, to kind of keep up and and cover this number. So uh, yeah, I, I don't have a disagreement there. Uh, now that some places have gone back through ten, do you have a best bet? Otherwise, I'm gonna I, I'll give one. Fire it up, baby! No, I, got, I, I actually I was gonna, you know, Tommy Drake there. Uh, I, I, I can't, I, you know, a couple people have said this. I, I agree. I, I played some. Uh, I don't even. They've got so many pendings now. I think A and M was playing. Uh, it's actually yeah, now. There's some down there's, to thirty-seven and a half and some. Yeah, there's a thirty-seven and a half out there again. Um, I would. I agree. I think New Mexico is horrid, and you're gonna want to see Texas A and M put up a big number. I mean, they're gonna want to. Uh, you know, when we just talked about the the Arbaugh's and the Urban Myers, uh, they need a big time dub. Uh, I lo- also Bobby Petrino gave a very articulate interview yesterday that I liked. Uh, I think he's gonna. He basically didn't want to throw Jimbo under the bus, but in a lot of words, said that it's his offense. He's gonna be doing the play calling. Um, I think they'll uh, you know really want to put up a number there uh, and be in offense. You know, significant increase in tempo, be be improved. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, I think they kind of absolutely bury New Mexico in that game. So, yeah, I had 37 and a half. There's a couple out there. I'd still play it. I think that's the number I played. I'll lay it. I bet it at eight, uh, eight and a half. I think anything under 10, I own it as a best bet. Uh, we'll have more best bets as we get closer to game time. Uh, I bet almost every single game at this point. So, and I'm sure some stuff's going to come back around uh, a little bit. So, we'll have plenty of best bets, but I, I'll sign me up for Illinois. I'm fine with that one. But you didn't have a big disagreement. I think numbers should be 10. I mean, a half point does matter. Uh, you know, especially around a relatively key number. Uh, we'll have more. I'll have more games with some value as we get closer. I kind of, I'm in the wait, even myself personally, unless I'm betting specific injury news, I'm kind of in the wait and see mode these next couple of weeks, you know, playing, you know, kind of seeing what the market uh, does. Uh, if there's not many injuries, I'm kind of laying in wait. So I, is that where you're at right now? Yeah, for sure. And just for, I know some people, it was a little choppy. Illinois minus nine and a half was Brad's uh, best bet there. I know you played it some early, but yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. To, just to clarify so people can uh, get it or scoop it up if you're if you're out there shopping around. So, uh, yeah, the, I don't have any disagreement there getting it under 10. Um, and, yeah, as you said, you know, this is kind of the – the mode where you know a lot of the a lot of the numbers have been out there, and you're just doing some some kind of news reaction, seeing what leaks out, seeing what comes out of, off a of camp, you know, seeing what uh, you know if there's any injuries, as you say, you know, following some of the news stuff. So um, yeah, I uh, I think uh, you know it's a good time to see actually what you know what's happening in, in some of the uh, the camp places, um, and uh, you know we and it's good to be back. Uh, Good to be back with a little uh, taste of the live show uh, and, uh, you know, getting it started here. I can taste it, baby, a couple of weeks away. Go ahead. No, I, I, we were chopping in and out there. I was just saying, you know, you, you're taking a job with Barstool. All of a sudden, uh, now the Internet, I, you know, I'm not saying, you, you did, what are you trying to do here, you know, on the show. So, uh, well, you know, <laughs> I don't know what, uh, you know, maybe a little uh, self, uh, self-infliction self there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we will have some spirited conversations, I'm sure, uh, on that as we move through the season. <laughs> that is the man, the myth, legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. Make sure you're subscribed and hit the books YouTube channel so you get notified in real time whenever a new episode drops or we go live. If you do enjoy the content, please smash the like button. If you're listening in audio form, please rate and review five stars. For Zach Phillips, Joey Kanish, I'm Brad Powers. You just watched Hit the Books, part of the Hammer Betting Network.